Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. It felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. We're down here chatting about a brand new project, Cruel Summer, a new season, uh, June 5th on Freeform and then 6th on Hulu, one of the stars, Teddy Rogers. Teddy, thanks for your time. It's a pleasure to meet you and chat with you today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, congratulations on the new season. I've had the opportunity to watch a couple episodes and I think the fans are going to be in for a special treat I mean, it just gets better and better with each episode. How exciting is this for you? And what are your hopes and your dreams for fans when they get a chance to watch it? I am so excited. I actually haven't seen any episodes yet. So I'm so excited that you've seen it. I'm really, I really loved reading every episode as they came out and seeing how everything was being woven together. So I'm really excited for everyone to start piecing things together. Yes, I think it will be a lot of fun. So you've been a part of a lot of great projects and done lots of different things. But when this was presented to you or you had the opportunity to audition as a storyteller, what was it that interested you in it and made you decide this was something that you wanted to go for? Well, Cruel Summer, first of all, the first season was so incredible and people spoke so highly of it. So it had a really, really excellent reputation. Um, And then also they when they offered me the role they were like we love her but we want her to go blonde will she go blonde and i was like it was partly a little selfish because two weeks before i told my agent i was like what if i just bring her blonde and she was like i don't know and then two weeks later they offered it to me so it was just this really fun kind of happenstance of of circumstances and i got lucky to like just do something fun you know, yeah, I think that's how it always works in situations like this. Like you think about something or maybe manifest it in a way a little bit, and then it always winds up turning out to be the way that you hope. So you get an opportunity to look at this, you audition, you're like, I'm cool. I'll go blonde for this because it's well worth it. When you started yeah. finding out about your character and understanding them a little bit more, what was your process or how, because of all of the other things that you've done, obviously they're all different, but like, what were you thinking? What was the headspace as a storyteller and as an actor getting in to the, to, to the heart and the mind putting on the skin of your character? Because as we'll find out, it's interesting how this all weaves together. As you alluded, we don't want to spoil anything, but where was that place for you as a creative? 
for me as a creative, I think there was really two parts, which was like, partly they were like, will you go blonde? And I accepted. And I really thought she was going to be my character. Amy was going to be a stereotype of like a nineties mean girl blonde. And then when I started getting the scripts, she was this really nuanced person who just, you know, had a whole little life. Um, so it was really enjoyable to like, I, listened to so many like Y2K hits and I watched so many, I got really into Buffy and X-Files because I wanted to immerse myself in her world as like a teenager in the, in like during Y2K. But then, like you said, there's this other part where it was so much fun to really lean into the different storylines and really we got, I think the whole cast got an opportunity to really exercise their acting chops because there's so much range within the storylines, which I can't really explain more without spoiling anything. That's but it was funny. really fun to like settle into the silly and the serious. So that you said something that leads me to my next question and your publicist is listening and she'll probably laugh. That makes me feel really <laughs> old because I was definitely a part of that generation uh, and hearing it referred to as that just makes me smile. I think it's fun because as an actor, you get to immerse yourself into different time frames and iconic periods of time the 90s is when this takes place so you got exposed to the x-files buffy which i watched happen in real time which is really fun yeah (laughs) so in your experience of learning about this period of time what was what's something that you learned or you found fun and fascinating about the 90s that you didn't know about that you thought man this is crazy it's fun, but thank God I'm growing up in a generation that's like markedly different. I know technology was definitely different. No iPhones, no anything like that. So it was kind of a different vibe for sure. Yeah, I think, and this is such a silly one. I went to one day on set, you know, cause I was going through mainly Buffy. This is what brought this question up. And I had, but watched like, I'd watched, you know, some Drew Barrymore movies and I watched, you know, a bunch of different ones. And I went to our uh, executive producer and one of our directors, Bill Purple. And I was like, Bill, in the 90s, in America, could teenagers go to bars if they like weren't because there's so many bar scenes. And I know this is silly, but in the pop culture, these teenagers are in bars constantly. And he was like, no, it's just so that they looked cool. And I was like, what? I can't fathom what it was like to be a teenager at that time and seeing on TV, everybody. And I don't know, it just was like such a funny juxtaposition. Whereas now there's no way you could even, even if you try to really hard, probably get into like a bar or a club if you're underage, but it was just like such a weird pop culture. I don't know. I don't know about for you what it was like, but well, I was really shocked. And opportunities and nights where teens were allowed to go in. Obviously, they weren't selling alcohol, but it was an opportunity to yeah. get that vibe. They would have teen nights and you could go in and eat and they served soda and all kinds of other stuff. So I get it. It's just fun when these shows portray such a like the 90s were just so uniquely different in so many different ways and i think that is what makes this show so good is that yes it's obviously we're telling a story but we're also portraying a time that was very uniquely different from 2023 Mm -hmm. hugely well congratulations on this again as i mentioned and as we wrap here you've done so many different things and been a part of so many projects, but I always like to ask Teddy, where 
did the journey begin for you as an actor and a storyteller? What interested you and made you decide this was something that you wanted to do? Well, for me, um, I'm actually a classically trained ballerina originally. And originally my whole thing was I was going to be a professional ballerina for the rest of my life. And then when I was 18, I was in a car accident and I kind of, it, I never was able to go back. And there was this time period where I was really lost and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I just started taking acting classes to reconnect to that storytelling part of myself and really kind of resettle. And I got really fortunate. I had an instructor recommend me for a role and kind of one thing led to another. And then I was actually, I landed a supporting league role in um, Come True, which is uh, now uh, distributed by IFC Films. And it was through the process of shooting that full feature that I was like, oh, I love this. I really actually want this to be a full-fledged career. And so that was when I really started taking it seriously. Fantastic. Now, I know there's a lot out there that you've done, but was there one project that when it came out, it sort of solidified for your family and friends? Like, okay, this is like really happening. Yeah. Or has it just been like this continuous ladder of, of opportunity and each one is just a stepping stone to this career that chose you basically. Yeah. It did kind of choose me in a way, which is funny. Um, my parents are very like, very artistically accepting. So, okay. you know, when so I was, was a dancer, they were like, thing. sure. And when I was an actor, they were like, sure. Um, so for my family, they've always been really encouraging and really sweet. Um, I would say that it's definitely been instead of like a ladder, it's been like a garden path. Like there's a stone here and a stone here. And I kind of, you know, weave my way up and around um, a specific. I think the first guest starring role I did, which was um, on Supergirl, which was really, really fun and enjoyable. I got to do a little bit of stunts. I think that one, because it was like really on TV and it was, you know, a really big production. It was my first really big one where I was like, oof this is going to be good. This is going to be okay. And everyone around me was kind of like, yeah, she's going to be fine. <laughs> I love it. Well, congratulations on this cruel summer, June 5th on Freeform, June 6th on Hulu. Look out for Teddy. And of course this project, all the others that she has been a part of. Thank you for your time and congratulations, all this and, and have a good holiday. I'm not sure if you're working or taking the day off, but uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Brett. Luckily, today's my only thing. You're my only thing I got to do today. So now I'm going to just hang out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care. <laughs>